Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. What is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Underdog Podcast brought to you by UnderdogDynasty.com, SB Nation's home for Group of Five football coverage around the American Conference USA and, of course, the Sun Belt. We've got a Conference USA edition for you this afternoon. Co-managing editor of the site, Joe Londrigan, is actually on assignment. So you've got the other half of the world's most illustrious CUSA podcast, Eric Henry. I, of course, am the other co-managing editor for UDD and the FIUP writer for the site. We're continuing our off-season series, bringing you guests from around the league to shed some light on what is going on with their respective programs. want to thank our previous guest, North Texas Mean Green, head coach Seth Luttrell, for joining us last week. Really appreciate Seth for jumping on, shedding some light on what's going on with this team in the offseason. Of course, this crazy spring with NIL, the transfer portal, and others. So really appreciate Seth Luttrell for jumping on and making some time for us. As well as, uh, I'll say this, the other four head coaches who have joined us so far. So I hope to have a few more head coaches in the upcoming weeks. But we have just as special of a guest that I'm sure you guys will love, you'll learn to love. And uh, she's near and dear to my heart because we are old high school classmates, as we just caught up off here. She is the sideline reporter for the Liberty Flames. And like I said, a graduate of the great Gaither High School, Miss Emily Austin. Emily, how are you doing this afternoon? Go Cowboys. And I'm not talking about Dallas. The Gaither Cowboys off of Dale Mabry. Let's do it. <laughs> Go Cowboys is right. You got it. <laughs> Man, that's um, a throwback. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. No, nah, no, nah, not a problem. Really appreciate you for making the time. And it definitely is a, a throwback. I, I may launch into, you know, maybe a fun question from back in the late 2000s as we uh, get to our rapid fire that our fans are, are familiar with. But before we, uh, you know, bore them with uh, us catching up on you know, Gaither Cowboy happenings, let's jump in with where you are now. Of course, it's the Flames. Um, as, uh, you know, our audience knows. Liberty will be joining the conference and really just want to kind of bring everyone up to speed. So you've been with the Flames since 2019, if I have that correct. I uh, just wonder if you could kind of, again, bring the audience up to speed on Liberty football, if you can. Um, I'll let you start there. And then maybe, you know, as the second part of that question, Emily, um, what was the reaction around the program in Lynchburg when it was announced that they were heading to CUSA? Yeah, so Lynchburg is not a place that I ever thought that I'd be covering sports, but when you get on campus at Liberty University, it is like, wait, is this a Power 5 program? Because, and it's not just football. I mean, from the top of football to basketball to the tennis facility, doesn't matter where you are on campus. I mean, it is brand new, top of the line. You know, when you look at when all these other schools in the conference, for Conference USA were founded, Liberty by far is the youngest. Um, the university is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. So, but it's made up for lost time. <laughs> I mean, the facilities are incredible. And just when you think, oh, okay, we got a new 
massive indoor facility or uh, um, all the upgrades to William Stadium, something that there's like another crane on campus of like something else being built to make it even better. So the student athletes here are definitely living at large with in terms of facilities. And, you know, that that also goes with the coaching staff. You have uh, our head coach for football is Hugh Freeze, which might sound like a familiar name. He was the head coach at Ole Miss and, and took down Alabama twice, one of the few coaches to be able to do that. So he has a lot of success and um, been with football for a long time. I mean, the, the best guy you can ever want to lead your program and just a godly man who is, um, you know, really leading these guys on the football field, but off the field as well. And I know that's so cliche to say that, but just how much he pours into the guys in this program has just been like really, really neat to witness these last two, three years. So um, they the the football team was not in a conference until, you know, they announced Conference USA. And I think it was a relief. Like they wanted to to find a conference, find a good home. And, and Conference USA was that good fit. And I think it benefited not only football, but all the other programs here at Liberty. You know, Malik Willis, he was a projected first rounder, uh, our, our quarterback last season. Um, you know, he went to the Tennessee Titans in the third round, and people think that he he dropped way lower than he should have. But that's right; that always happens, and and what we don't know behind the scenes. But when you think about the recruits and and how much they have been able to take it to the next level, even in the three years that I've been here. So it, it's just been really, really cool. I mean, this program was FCS just, what, three, four years ago. So what they've been able to do under Hugh Freeze has been awesome to be a part of. Emily, that answer is really a great segue into my next question, because I was going to get specifically into Hugh Freeze, and you talked about it. You know, certainly the pedigree he has prior to his time at Liberty and now what he's done in his years with the Flames. What was, you know, I guess the best way I can ask this question is, what type of profile does he bring to the program that, as you mentioned, was FCS not long ago? And secondly, you know, in this era of coaches kind of hopping around, going from place to place, um, does it seem like it'll be a long-term stop for Hugh Freeze? I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, he's had that quote-unquote power five run before, but does it seem as if this time around he's just very happy and content um, to be in Lynchburg? Yeah, that's what is so weird about Liberty, and I mean weird in a good way, because Liberty, you know, this football team making the transition, they're one of two teams to ever win three consecutive bowl games in the first three years of FBS eligibility. Like that is a pretty big deal. And I think people have bought into him and his culture. And, you know, he's a very family first type of guy. And like I just mentioned earlier, he treats his players like they are part of his family. I mean, the dinner is at his house. And it's not just for like a quick social media 30-second video. It's, no, 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 we just want you guys to come over and have dinner. So I think that family atmosphere has helped with bringing this to the next level. But at the end of the day, Lynchburg and Liberty specifically is different. And people warned me about this before. They're like, oh, you're, you're never going to want to leave. And I'm like, what? Why? And it's just something special about this place. And I mean, when you look all across the board at some of the head coaches and, and you know, the people in the athletic training space, and you're just like, wow, they're like almost 
almost like overqualified, I guess you want to say, like, why are they there? And it's just because this place is special. And I think coach freeze realizes that. And um, you don't, you have the expectation from Ian McCall, the athletic director who, um, you know, came from Baylor. So he has a lot of experience at the power five level too, but they really pour into their um, training champions for Christ, but they also pour into, Hey, I want you to have the best experience as a student athlete. And you see that with the facilities and you see that with the head coaches and, and how much, you know, if, if there's even one rumor about coach freeze leaving or getting interviewed, it's almost like he signs a new deal for more money and longer term. So there, but, but I mean, obviously like that helps, but, at the end of the day, I think he just feels like this is home now and he can go golf after, you know, being in the office for a few hours. And when you are at the power five level or in the SEC, like it is 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. every single day. And it's just a different culture here, you know, and I think that that's just something that Keith Freeze has really grown to love. And, and, and it's not just him, it's his entire family. If you're just joining us, we are being joined by Emily Austin. She's a sideline reporter for Liberty Athletics. Emily, you mentioned Malik Willis and when you were giving your kind of broad overview of the program. And I, it's funny. I almost feel in, in a weird way as if I've kind of seen his rise, certainly not into the same you know intricacy that you have. However, uh, covering FIU, I had a chance to cover his first start at Liberty, which was the 2020 yeah. season opener against FIU. And that was a, a barn burner of a game. But I felt like that was <laughs> kind of the tip of the iceberg of, of seeing the uh, the ability that Malik Willis has. Just want to ask you this, as you talked about, you know, him, quote unquote, slip into Tennessee. Um, you know, we're sure that he'll go on to great things in the NFL. But just in terms of his career at Liberty, what was what was it like having that type of high profile quarterback who, you know, came in and again, was in the Heisman running and all those things. How much did that help really spotlight the program? And what was it like to witness his rise up close and personal being there in Lynchburg? Oh, it's everything. I mean, even when we had Malik's pro day and there was hundreds of, um, you know, NFL team scouts and, and uh, head coaches. And um, I mean, it was like, the biggest athletic event, you know, for Liberty ever, I'm sure. So, and you heard RG3 say this will benefit Liberty for the next 10 years. And it's true. I mean, you're seeing it with like some of the recruits that they're getting to transfer here. I mean, the transfer portal is a completely different discussion, but you know, like the, the, the high caliber power five guys that are deciding to transfer not to another power five program, but to Liberty university. And is that all because of Malik? No, but he is putting them on the map. And I think, you know, that's, that's also Hugh Freeze and Ian McCon, what the, this entire athletic department has done as a whole. But um, yeah, Malik has definitely brought so many eyes, but as far as like being a part of it through the time he was here, I mean, first of all, when he first got here, um, he didn't get the waivers from, from the NCAA. So he had to sit that first year. He would go and like sit at baseball practice and just like wanted to watch the guys. I mean, eventually like the head baseball coach was like, Hey, you want to come like take some BP? And he would like go out there and take BP. And just like so funny because he didn't, he, he like people think that, you know, you just say this because you just want to make them sound good. Like, no, he genuinely was just like a good person and he wasn't like, 
cocky and walking around like he owned the place and that he deserved all this hype. Like he really genuinely just like cared and, and wanted to make everyone around him better. There's a like hilarious uh, story that coach Freeze told on our flame central podcast the other day, one time in, and um, they were doing like some red zone drills and Malik throws an interception and Malik goes and congratulates the DB. <laughs> coach Freeze is like, N- okay, good teammate. Fine. No, <laughs> you just threw an interception, you know, but you didn't feel like with all that hype, you didn't feel it around Malik because he was just so cool, calm and collected and just like, just so just awesome like he was just such a good or is such a good person um to be around and he never felt like his head was getting bigger through the process gonna transition to something kind of talked about and that was the overall sports culture there at liberty and like i mentioned covering that game at fiu excuse me at, at, at the fiu game at liberty i should say that was my first experience getting to lynchburg and I actually stayed at a hotel right across the street from Williams Stadium. And the first thing you notice when you, you, uh, I made the walk over to the stadium is, yeah, this is a Power Five facility. <laughs> this is not, you know, right. as somebody who comes to G5 football, this is not your run of the mill G5 stadium. But uh, in terms of, you know, spin that forward to a question, Emily, just wonder if you could talk about the game day environment in Lynchburg a little bit for you know, our Conference USA audience who will eventually be making the trip to uh, Liberty. Talk about that. And then, you know, again, just kind of, uh, shed a little more light on, you know, William Stadium as a whole and just, you know, how it probably compares to the, the rest of CUSA, which I, I'll go on a limb and say it's going to be better than than uh, than uh, most, I should say. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that continues to grow with, um, you know, Liberty as they continue to get better and have proved themselves um, over these last, like, three, four years that uh, Hugh's been here and, and that the team has had all this success at that level i mean the student section is like crazy games are loud games are fun um incredible band i think that i think that lynchburg as a city needs to buy in a little bit more on on showing up for game day but i mean it's a packed house almost every game and and you, you look at the schedule this year and i know it's not conference usa yet but i mean i think that that's going to help bring people to liberty and be like oh this place is actually legit and and they actually can compete with these teams and you know once you get into a conference it's just like a little bit more rivalries are built and um you know i think that that just impacts attendance as it is but i'm pretty sure they're of course doing upgrades all over um williams stadium right now and i think all the um, boxes and suites are all sold out already and and all that so you you just know it's going to – it's not going to um, go anywhere but up as far as uh, the support for this football team. And like I said, when you join a conference, it just means a little bit more than uh, being independent, in my opinion. Got one more question in terms of Liberty Athletics and just kind of the feeling of the transition to Conference USA, and then we'll jump into some of our rapid-fire questions. I will say this, Emily, uh, I, I uh, again, covering that game there, I do have to ask if this is uh, – and this is not part of the question with Liberty, but I just have to ask if this is the standard flying into Lynchburg. I don't know. I was told by someone who lives in that region that that time of year around football season, it can be a bit of a, uh, a bumpy flight just due to the terrain in, in that area. Um, is oh, yeah. That, first of all, okay, so, so that is standard. That is, that is true. Well, depends who's flying the plane. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I've I've had some some pretty 
smooth flights and some pretty bumpy flights. But yeah, I don't know if it's because you're just in that valley, like in between so many big mountains. Um, and I mean, big lightly, right? Now, I mean, it's it's the um, the Blue Ridge, so it's not anything like out west. But I think that since it sits right in between all that, and that might be like why it's so windy. But that's just buckle up and enjoy the ride. Come on. <laughs> All right, that's uh, I listen. You know, Emily and I we were friends at the beginning of the podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Uh, as someone who flies, you know, pretty regularly for this game, whew, that uh, that that flight in, <laughs> it was, it, it it you know definitely had me reevaluating life and, and choices I'd made in in in, uh, in a prior life. But uh, let me let me. Well, I don't know if other teams are listening in the conference USA, but. Charlotte does because you have to connect in Charlotte um, if right. you want to get a flight to Pittsburgh. So Charlotte loves to cancel. American loves to cancel that flight from Charlotte to Lynchburg. So you see a lot of teams flying to Raleigh and and drive up because it's only a couple hours. And usually, wherever they're coming from, it can you'll get a nonstop to Raleigh, and then you just all bus up to um, to Lynchburg. So I've. I've had a few teams tell me that um, from the ASUN conference that they've done that because they've had the the headache of dealing with a canceled flight from Charlotte. <laughs> that that makes perfect sense. I believe FIU. I'm not sure if they flew into Raleigh, but I knew they stayed in Roanoke and uh, and drove over. So that uh that makes oh, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's the uh, the last one I'll ask you before we get into some rapid fire. You know, for our listeners again, you know, the conference listeners who will eventually make the trip to Lynchburg. Favorite place to grab a bite to eat and just things to do if you're, again, you know, tailgating before the game or whatever it may be, or you spend the weekend in Lynchburg. Uh, what about that? Oh, see, this is going to be different for anyone you ask, but I am like a big downtown Lynchburg girl. Um, I just love the vibe down there. I've lived in a lot of big cities uh, like Boston, Atlanta, downtown St. Pete, Tampa. So I like to be able to stay somewhere where I can walk to a bunch of different food options. Um, so downtown you have anything, there's water dog. It's like a fun sports bar and, um, you have seven rooftops. So you get your seven floors up and you get to see every single view mountain. It's absolutely incredible. The best place to watch the sunset and, um, just see like the beauty and, and the James river. Um, and then you have, uh, Gray's is a great brunch spot. Um, Fratelli's a great dinner Italian spot. Uh, William and Henry, got to get that filet mignon. That's another good spot. Um, there's just, and those are all downtown. And um, there's another side of town, Mellow Mushroom and, and um, Iron and Ale and some other fun spots. But that's more of where like the students party and, and, and live. So, and, and Cornerstone. So, I try to separate myself and 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 stay downtown. <laughs> no, I, I will say this. I know I led in with my travel story, but I, I greatly enjoyed it. Even though I wasn't, I was there for 24, 36 hours or so. I did greatly enjoy my time and I had a great meal. I wish I could remember where it was from. It was an Italian meal, but I had a great meal in, in Lynchburg. Oh, I, I, I was Yeah, I, I wish I could remember. I honestly wish I could. Um, you, I will add was this. Was it downtown? It was downtown. So it may have been the spot you mentioned, Emily. Fratelli, yeah. And then there's another yeah. spot downtown that's called Sin City, C-I-N-N. -N. It's a cinnamon roll place. Oh, my gosh. 
the best cinnamon roll you're ever. It's just there are some some really good places. I'm a total foodie, so you know it, it was a little bit of an adjustment. But what they what Lynchburg has done in the last two years that I've lived here has been pretty cool to to watch and experience. So they're they're coming up on the food game for sure. You had me at cinnamon roll. Now I just want to spin the, the the calendar forward to 2024 when you guys are in the conference and hopefully making that trip again. Right. Uh, all, right all right, Emily. So we'll go ahead and jump into some of our rapid fire questions here. Uh, you can go as long or short as you want. Um, no right or wrong answer. First one, favorite sporting venue and why? And of course, you cannot answer anything that is on Liberty's campus. So outside of Liberty, your favorite sporting venue and why? I'm going to go with TD Garden. Does it have to be college? It does not. It does not. Okay, I think I'm going to go TD Garden. Um, when I worked as the reporter for the Celtics, we were not very good at all. But that place was rocking, and we were playing against, at the time, the league-worst 76ers. I think we were like the two bottom teams in the East. And that place was rocking. I just absolutely love the Boston uh, fan base. So I think I'm going to go with TD Garden because I've just, you know, experienced some really cool games there. Favorite city that you Oh, but you know what's a close second? What's I up? call it the I you're going to know this. I call it the Ice Palace still. But <laughs> I grew up um huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. My mom we had we had season tickets growing up. So I don't even know what is it, is it the Amalia Center or something, it, but it, I it, yep. I know that it's the Ice Palace now <laughs> or still. It, it, those of us who are native Tampans know it as the Ice Palace. It's one of the, the one of my favorite venues for sure. Um, next question. Favorite city you've traveled to for something sports related? Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, ooh, I think Toronto might be there because it was just like a cool experience and um, one of the loudest NBA arenas I've been to. Just, I loved this city. Um, and then got to experience some really cool things as the race sideline reporter playing up in Toronto and, and going up to the needle. And it was just really, really neat. But I'm probably forgetting something that I should know about for sports related. I might come back to that one. Okay, no worries. No worries. We've got three more. Here's going to be another tough one. I, I should have warned you ahead of time, Emily. We, we, these are all tough. These are all pretty thought-provoking questions here. Yeah. Um, the, the audience in a little bit. Uh, in a previous life, Emily was a, a Division One student-athlete at FAU. So I'm definitely going to be curious her answer with this. One athlete whose skills you wish you had. Ooh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> okay, so you're going with the golf. You're going with the golf. Going with the golf because I want to be good at golf so bad and it doesn't matter how much I practice or take lessons. I just, I mean, I'm like, okay, but I just wish I had some, some tiger skills. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to share a story with you off air about my mom signing me up for golf lessons as a child. And now it's just become like, I'm like the ringer you bring in at Top Golf. you know, whenever someone needs someone to really good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's next, next supposed to make you look good. What's that, Emily? Top golf is supposed to make you look good. I it, thought. It, it, it's supposed to make you look good. 
but I guess I'll tell this story on here. So I have a good friend of mine who um she uh she played college softball at the University of Maryland. And you know, Emily, the the swinging concept she was familiar with. However, um <laughs> you know, about midway through her stroke, through a follow through, I think her brain just defaulted into a softball swing and the club went flying. We're upstairs on like the third level and it went flying down onto you know the area so uh, you will see uh, believe it or not you see a lot of flying clubs i think people just go out there and just want to just hack it so uh so it's tricky top golf can be uh can be an experience <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i've i've lost i haven't lost a few clubs at top golf but i've lost a few club heads out on out on the links unfortunately <laughs> all right two more for you um favorite athlete overall I think I'm going to go Tom Brady. I know it's super cliche, but he is just, and now like, I mean, I've been in TV how long and he just is like, okay, I'm not even going to, I'm not ready to be on TV yet, but give me 10 years, 375 mil. Um, no, he's just like incredible. I think that just what he's been able to accomplish in his career has just been really, really um, remarkable to, to be a part of and watch. And um, yeah, I got to go Tom Brady. And the last one for you, it does not matter whether college pro otherwise could have been one that you were actually were a part of. Uh, most memorable sports memory. Ooh, um, I think it's interviewing Bill Russell. Uh, oh, just to nice. hear his stories and what life was like when he was in the league. And I just think that that one would be really, really hard to top. And um, just like honored to to be able to do a sit down interview with him when I was the Celtics. So I think it has to be Bill Russell takes the crown there. That is an incredible answer. I think, you know, not to disparage any of our previous guests, but for me, that's probably the the best or my favorite answer to that question. So uh, you've probably beaten out about what are we on uh, four years running of these podcasts. So <laughs> he definitely. No, set the I, I, very, I was very, very blessed. So that was that was a really cool experience that I don't know how you top it. So he probably doesn't remember. <laughs> no, it was it was awesome. Last but not least, Emily, want to thank you for making the time. You can find her on Twitter at Emily Austin. That is Emily E M I L Y A U S T E N T V. And of course, you can find her work at Liberty Flames and at Emily Austin Media. Emily, really appreciate you making the time for jumping on with us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we'll, we'll grab a cinnamon roll in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. I'm holding, to you, holding you to that, no doubt. <laughs> oh, for sure. And of course, listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us at underdogdynasty.com, SB Nation's home for Group of Five football coverage. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Underdog Dynasty. And last but not least, please, 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 it is crucial to the growth of this podcast. The only way we can grow is if you leave us reviews. So leave us reviews at wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, anywhere else. Thank you for listening. Happy football watching. 